Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Robots Radio presents... Hello Guardians and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. This is episode 44 and I am Cornholio. And thank you all for joining us tonight. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things. We're going to be talking about the Xbox partnership with Bungie. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. We're going to be talking about Season of Arrivals and so much more. We welcome... IRL Guardian, and we're going to put IRL Guardian on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians and so much more. So, thank you all for tuning in. And, Shadow Price, first up, I want to welcome you. Welcome. And, how you been, man? Oh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, this is the better late than never uh, episode. Uh, my daughter had a birthday uh, today, it's her 12th birthday. So we're oh. celebrating that, and we had some sushi tonight. As you can see, the picture I sent you earlier of uh, of the awesome sushi and the spicy tuna rolls that we're going to give the weekly update later on. So it's going to be a pretty poetic episode because we got a lot of awesome stuff to talk about. We got Destiny, we got Halo, we got Bungie, we got Microsoft. You know, it's all going down. So now, if you were going to rate the sushi in the form of spicy tuna rolls, the irony, how would you rate the sushi? Oh, tonight? Oh, geez. That, I, I have to get a five, man. It was awesome. And I still have, like, half of it left. You saw the, like, sushi I had earlier, so I still got, like, half of it left. It was really good. <laughs> and, hey, on the topic of sushi, I kind of got something, too. I, I got pizza tonight. I've been missing New York style pizza. And there's a place locally called Brothers of New York Pizzeria. And I decided, mm. what the heck? I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. And it was all right. It wasn't bad. It was better than I don't know what the place was called. It 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 tasted like Domino's pizza. And I'm not mm. downplaying Domino's, but you know, it's not you know, you're mom and pop pizza and it was okay the dough wasn't great but it was it was decent and gotta keep um, searching till you find that place man gotta keep searching it's it's my two things man it's with pizza and with sushi i don't have a lot of luck with it i don't know what it is but hopefully my search will continue And also, breaking news hot off the presses, there is a brand new Destiny cookbook. Hope you're hungry. This one is made by an amateur chef and author showcasing her various skills 
and video game inspired recipes. Her name is Victoria Rosenthal. And she apparently has a recipe for spicy ramen. So that's cool. So that's out. And you can pick that up on the Bungie store or on Amazon.com. I have to take a look at that one. Yeah. And on that note, also, we have a very special guest on the show. He is a badass all the way from New York. IRL Guardian, he is a real live stuntman. And we're going to learn a lot more about him, what he does. And we're going to talk about Xbox. We're going to talk about Halo and so much more. So welcome, Guardians. This is the Destiny Show podcast. So IRL Guardian, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on. Hey man, it's great to be here, and uh, um, happy birthday to your daughter, by the way, Shadow. Thank you, thank you very much, I appreciate that. Oh my god, guys, I'm looking at the spicy ramen, like, in the cookbook, <laughs> it looks amazing, wow, I might have to pick this cookbook up, like, no that joke. That cookbook looks really dope. Yeah, Wow. Yeah, I mean, Destiny Recipes, I think I might have to pick that up. Yeah. That sounds pretty And It's not, pretty it, it's not um, as far as I could tell, it's, it's not like uh, corny recipes. They're like legit recipes. Oh, yeah, um, that's, a, just, that's a legit recipe. I'm looking at the green. Yeah, it's spicy now. ramen, legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, here's a fun fact. This cookbook is also available on Amazon. So if you don't want to pick it up on the Bungie store, and depending on where you are in the world, you may have to pay quite a bit for shipping if you go with the Bungie store route. But if you have Amazon Prime, you can pick it up. It's on sale for $31.50, and you can get it shipped to your house free of charge. So there you go. Huh. I didn't know it was on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, that's I where I was looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I might have to go with that option. Very cool. So now, Shadow Price, you mentioned it's your daughter's birthday. What what did you do for her birthday? And, you know, what, what'd you get her? I got her acrylics paint set. Um, it's like a whole, like, 49-piece paint set that has, like, easel and, all, like, 12 different brushes and 24 different paints. Cause she likes to paint and I also oh, got her. Cool. Yeah. And I also got her a, uh, apron, like an apron with a crab on it. Cause she likes crabs. It's like got like a blue apron. <laughs> That's a bad uh, Yeah. No, nah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was white with a yellow crab on it. Um, and then I got her a card with like 30 bucks in it. So, you know, just she had a good birthday. Okay. Well, there you go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very cool. And Guardians, I hope you're ready. We're going to put IRL Guardian on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to learn so much more about what he does, how he got started in Destiny, and so much more. So IRL Guardian, are you ready? Oh, so ready. I just had a salad. 
We're going <laughs> to get started right now. And the first question we have for you is, how did you get started in Destiny? Uh, so pretty easy and straightforward. I've uh, been a Halo fan since uh, Halo 1. And I just learned that Bungie was the devs behind that series. And when I learned that they were making a new game that wasn't Halo, it's like obviously I had to wait. Uh, couldn't wait to see what that was. And then I learned that uh, Destiny had a, a beta coming out and me and my cousin, who uh, is the person that introduced me to Halo way back when, uh, we got it day one and we played it. Uh, and I've been a fan since. Got in on the beta, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Beta boys all day. I, it's funny. I kept... I, I think I actually kept the the beta app or whatever like the beta version of the game on my console for like it, probably yeah. up until destiny 2 came out i was like i could probably get i could probably delete this now but, but it's yeah. the nostalgia factor of yeah it exactly you know we have nostalgia for destiny 1 you know when yeah. things come into destiny 2 from destiny 1 i immediately have nostalgia for it yeah for sure and i i love that beta too it was just everything was, was so new like bungie's amazing at creating worlds that just feel and you know speak to us and like you know make us want to explore and i remember i think you could only like grind up to light level eight and i yeah mm -hmm. and uh, i know we can do like three characters but i think the beta only allowed you to do one so what i did was i think i did it twice i deleted the character just to start the beta over Mm -hmm. um, nice. I did it about like twice. I love this okay. so much, man. I mean, you know, you know, I'm going to ask this, Shadow Price. On the mm -hmm. topic of deleting characters, I don't mean to segue, but <laughs> have you ever deleted a character because you didn't get your Gallarhorn and <laughs> the weekly reset just ended and you are SOL because you did every pinnacle activity that you could do to potentially get the Gallarhorn? But at the end of the day, you didn't get it. And you know what you did? You deleted your character and you started again. Yeah, I might have done that a couple of times in D1. <laughs> um, even just to get a Hunger or Crota, because I didn't even have that at the time either. So oh, I yeah. it was like it was like Friday and we were pretty much done grinding for the week and we didn't get anything. We got our weekly dose of disappointment. So we're like, you know what? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, nothing. I don't have anything going on. Let's delete a character. Let's, you know, see if we can maybe try to get the raids done one more time this week. And we <laughs> did. And we kept doing it for, like, how long? Like, weeks. That's Crazy. the thing about vanilla, man. Like, the loot was just so special in vanilla. Like, it just... I'd never experienced anything like that before. Yes, yes, I played Borderlands, but the, none of those guns meant anything to me. Not like these guns. Like, yeah. th these guns were special. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, like, not only just special in the way they looked, what they were, what they, and the way they were named, too. Some of the names were just iconic. Yeah, some of the D1 names are honestly some of my favorite. They just evoke so many thoughts and feelings. It's like, yeah. it, even in D2, they're really good, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I, I come away with D1 is the naming and the the weapons for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, 
I tried to actually go and run tiger strikes to get some of the, like they weren't dropping weapons, but they were dropping some of the old armor. But then in rise of iron, they just gave you, you could get an engram from the kiosk that would give you some of that old armor. So oh, that man. was pretty cool. You just said tiger that. strikes. I completely forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they had tiger strikes and they had uh I can't remember the other ones. So there was the rock strikes. They were in um in uh the dark below. I must have ran oh so God, many I rock about strikes. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was it was a cool time, you know. Is yes, Bungie was very experimental, but I feel like it worked in their favor. You know, it's like the things that they the world that they built. Like, they didn't know what they had. They really didn't. You know, it's like they were just building this stuff, and they're like, all right, we think they're going to like it, and then we ended up just loving it so much. I don't think they knew what they had, but I also didn't think the players knew what, you know, they had. Because I think that Bungie got a lot of criticism early in the days, especially with the controversy around Activision forcing them to cut content out of the core game and, you know, selling content in the form of DLC. But if you think about it, if you think about what we got up from the very beginning and up until the Taken King, I think it was pretty substantial. And I think that for the $90 that it was at that time, I think it was pretty well worth it for what we got, especially comparing it to what we have now for about a similar price point considering how much we played it yeah i mean it's yeah <laughs> definitely yeah for sure and i i like the way i like the way it's evolved obviously there it, it, it seems like a bit starving waiting for like spring fall spring fall with d1 um i like I think I prefer what they're doing with it now and how much they're talking with us now. Um, it, it's almost as if uh, Bungie has, you know, grown with its Destiny player base uh, in a good way. Well, see, I, I think Bungie is a lot more receptive now. And I think Bungie as a company has changed substantially since 2014. I think yeah. it's a very different company now. <laughs> Um, I, I do think that for me, I miss the expansions from Vanilla Destiny. I miss the Dark Below, and I miss the uh, the the DLC House with the Prison of Elders, the House of Wolves. I miss those expansions. I do think they were better than what we've had in any season, in my opinion, so far. I miss the so, prison of elders. Like I do, I do. So I do was, miss, I I miss that, but I don't miss you know Bungie being pretty closed minded in terms of like not really listening to any feedback. Certainly not as much as they do now. You know, I do miss that, but I think that Bungie was forced to change as a company because I think there were a lot of missteps along the way, and yeah. some because of Activision, some because of Bungie. You know, it, it it takes two. But overall, I mean, I'm grateful for the game that we got, and I'm grateful for what we're getting now. I think that what we have now is pretty much 
the reaction to Bungie not really having the resources to do more at this time with the time that they have. So, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for what we get. Well, if you look back at like a Bungie documentary or any kind of Bungie Vidoc, you can see that they're a very proud company, even when they were working at Halo, working, you know, on the Halo games with uh, Microsoft. They're a very proud company. They have a vision set forth all the, you know, they're, they're a bunch of jokers too, but they're very hard workers too. Like they, they oh, put yeah. so much into everything they do. Yeah, know? they really yeah. do. Um, and you you can see it like they killed themselves on Halo 2 to try to hit that deadline in um, fall of t- 2004. Um, they were worried that they weren't going to hit it, that they weren't going to make it because there was so many inf- unfinished parts of the game that they had to they literally had to crunch on that one to get it done. Um, but they did. And, you know, it's an amazing game. You know, pretty much all of those all of the Bungie Halos are amazing. No, absolutely. Definitely. So to segue to another topic for a little bit, IRL Guardian, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny? Oh, man, Uh, which is a lot. I'm not, unfortunately, these days, I'm not playing enough Destiny as much as I'd like. Uh, I always see all my friends. Um getting all this loot doing the grandmasters and uh the new dungeon and i'm sitting back like i'm not ready yet um but uh I, i'm usually training and spend time with my wife and my dog and uh um uh life's been kind of crazy recently we just moved uh recently so we took care of that and you know just trying to stay busy with making content, uh, as you all can see with uh, what I do and uh, what I'm known in the community as well. So, so yeah, I did, I actually do a lot more uh, non-playing Destiny than the average like fan of the game. Would you say you're like watching content though from Destiny? Do you like watch? certain youtubers or do you watch any streams or things like that i gotta be honest i don't watch a lot of streamers um i guess my my eye really uh goes toward like artists or or like cosplayers or um Mm -hmm. just people that do like more or less interesting things like you know i'm sure there's streamers out there that speak to me uh, there are uh, ones out there that i'm a fan of that i've spoken to before and they you know uh kudos to streamers because that's that's a marathon right there um yeah but i guess yeah you're right i i do i do absorb destiny content um you know when i'm not playing Mm -hmm. and now you are you're a stunt performer yes as a as a a profession now what (laughs) what what exactly is a stunt performer? Um, so anytime you see like a famous actor hit the ground or uh, get pushed back or they got to fall down, uh, fall off a, you know, roll out of a car, like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, most of the time the actor actually doesn't do it and they get someone who has likeness to that actor or actress. Um, and they perform that dangerous um, moment in a scene 
which we just consult, uh, we just name a, a stunt. So, um, or almost like the insurance policy to, you know, your favorite actor you see. Um, and me personally, I um, happen to double a lot of actors. So I'm, I'm used to basically what I just, just described or like okay there's a scene being shot and you know there's a moment that you know something action and dangerous happens and i come in um and i do that shot or two or sequence or whatever it is and then once that is finished and then the actor you know comes back in and um you know finishes at the scene or you know either the scene is finished or whatnot um and yeah that's so cool. You know, I have so many follow-up questions, and I think we've had <laughs> so many guests, and I don't think I've ever had so many follow-up questions. <laughs> Please, how, ask them. How do, you, how do you become, if I, let's say, tomorrow, I decide I want to become a stunt performer. How do I, how do, I do that? Is there school? Is there a special skill? Do you fall a specific way? Like, is it like pro wrestling? Like, how does that work? There's like no one way to do it. And like my way isn't going to be everyone's way. I, it, it's like almost right place, right time. Like no man with a horse. It, it's very weird and wild and interesting how people get into the the film industry at all. Um, it's it, it's almost like the video game industry. It almost feels like a, an unbreakable bubble of like, you know, people that um, that work in these industries. So, uh, some fun facts: I went to film school, and um, during my time there, I was lucky enough to have like a distant relative who was like a cameraman in the industry, and I was able to make some connections and kind of jump on a. My first job was a, a movie called Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey, and I was just Never a, heard of it. I was just a camera it. PA, um, production assistant, and uh, you know just doing like uh, runner type um, duties. And from there, I just made contacts. Like uh, I, I knew I wanted to be a storyteller, or like a filmmaker of some sort, um, at the time. And uh, fast forward, I was lucky enough to work on Ninja Turtles, uh, the Michael Bay, Megan Fox one, um, and the first one shot in New York. And um, I also was a PA PA on that. Um, And I was fortunate enough to be on the whole stretch of that. And I saw like all the stunt guys uh, who were like the Ninja Turtle doubles doing like martial arts and um, to... To also backtrack again, I was also studying martial arts for a very long time and never like put the two and two together. So uh, there's something about seeing the, you know, the turtle doubles beyond set and like the foot soldiers beyond set and like do martial arts. I was like, oh, wait, like I'm in the industry now. Like I, I've been in it for a bit, I made some connections, but I also have these skills that I could possibly, um, you know, combine the two and become a, a performer. And um, so I did. And it is just, it, this is another weird and wild way. So, in order to be a stunt performer, you need to be in the Screen Actors Guild, uh, which is one of the many unions, a part of the f- film and TV industry. And to get into the Screen Actors Guild, besides a kind of hefty um, intro price, you need. 
I can't really go into detail about it. We'll be here all night, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you just, you need like certain like qualifications or merit to go in there. And it's not something like that you can get on a resume. Like you almost, it, it's like the pure definition of like, you need experience. Like, Oh, you, like the, the meme of like, skills, skills, right? No, no, no. It, more <laughs> or less like that meme of like, Oh, you don't have the experience for this job. Mm. And um, sorry, I, I'm not like saying it correctly. Like you, it, it's like when you go in for like a job interview and they tell you like, oh, you don't have like experience for this job. It's like, yeah, this is why I'm in in this job interview. I'm trying to get that experience. It's very similar to the way to get into the screen actor skills. Like they want you to have like, you know, s- sort of experience of doing it. And you need someone just needs to give you a shot more or less. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I, I I was lucky enough to, you know, to to cross that line and get into the union and I, I started working um as a stunt performer and uh uh still am today. I mean not today but all the productions are uh on hold because of the current climate but um but yeah. That's, that's pretty that's cool. So, that's, that's so awesome. fascinating that like you do that. That that's such a cool job. So do you have any cool actor stories that you can share? without breaking any kind of like NDA? No, no worries. Uh, I did. And this will be fun. Cause, uh, corn, I know you're from New York. So you're familiar with like, I'm sure running into like, uh, a production, like on a street corner or some of the shows that work in, um, New York as well. Um, trying to think of cool stories. I doubled Ray Liotta one time for this show called oh, nice. shades of blue um which was a it was like a short run tv show where it was ray Liotta and jennifer lopez actually and they were they're like uh police partners or detectives rather uh i'm not sure actually it was just a cop show um and yeah that was like i think that was the first time i don't look anything like ray so it was also funny but um to meet like some someone like j-lo and She's an amazing person and looks great for age too. Um, mm, yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Wow. Never- yeah, it's fun. It's tons of fun. That's like one of like many stories. <laughs> if we want to change this to a different kind of show, we I could keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, I met Mike Judge before, and that was like you know, that was like my childhood. Uh, fan because i was a oh, big no fan of beavis and butthead and uh yeah. king of the hill and like office space and yeah i i met him when i when i worked where when i worked at hertz and i had to deliver his rental car to him and it was uh it was a really cool experience got his autograph got a picture with him oh that's so, so cool yeah yeah it's it's really cool when you get to meet one of your heroes <laughs> yeah i i think that's like the fun part is like for me it's like it's almost relating it to like oh you just you just work in the same office space as you know j-lo like she's just another worker at your job is is more or less like how these you know famous people treat it like you go into work like i i think they're they can feel somewhat comfortable being on set with you know 150 plus people because you know we're all there to do a job um 
but mm-hmm. from people that aren't like you know working it, it's very it, sometimes it can be very starstruck and i guess some of that some of that shock value has like worn off uh for me because i've i've been around a a, a few people um mm-hmm. another fun story i i doubled adam driver on uh he did this movie with bill murray called the dead don't die and uh if i think it came out late last year or something it's a it's a very tongue-in-cheek zombie movie and they they play like small time like sheriffs um Mm -hmm. and uh i didn't do much because adam it, it was like he had a machete and he was like cutting down zombies and uh we did the rehearsal and like <laughs> this was like before episode nine but right after last jedi and adam like i just saw him do the rehearsal i was like oh yeah you've had lightsaber training before i was like you're good like i'll just be here like you know i got your back or in case you don't want to do anything um so that was really fun to work alongside him that's really cool that's very cool wow and do you do you have like friends who you kept in touch with who are like actors? Um, kind of, sort of. Sometimes, uh, I guess through social media. Um, okay. Uh, not. I I haven't had like a length of time to like make a notable connection with like you know someone that like anyone wouldn't really know. Um, but you know, I just treat job uh treat every job i get you know the same like whoever i'm doubling i'm just gonna be you know super nice and polite with and whatever happens happens um some people really like grown attached to their performers uh you know as you guys i'm sure know um but uh mm-hmm. but yeah cool well that's very awesome that that sounds like you have one of the coolest jobs that i've ever heard of so that's really really cool I appreciate that. Pivot just for a little bit. We're going to talk about a little bit of Destiny. I know. It's hard to believe. But uh, what are your thoughts on the current state of Destiny 2 with the new season of Arrivals? So I I am a fan of this season. I know people are comparing it to other seasons or people are, you know, still a fan of Season of Opulence because we got a raid. during that but i think from a story point like things are finally coming you know into our world and like we're finally seeing like you know the darkness that has been teased at us for so long so i i think it 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 really is resonating strongly with me i i i I like the narrative aspect of destiny um among other things but I, i just like to see where they they take it and you know um what they're gonna do with the darkness and how pivotal that'll be um and i just like that you know that that story mission evolves like every week and i think the public event uh is pretty fun as far as like you know what they're calling uh public gambit and um and the new exotics are hella fun like uh the new linear trace rifle is effing awesome like uh Rooney's effigy is so cool yeah it is pretty cool weapon really really fun fun weapon yeah and yeah i think for me i've been really having 
quite a bit of fun this season, more so than past season, I will say. I think last season, I kind of lost interest in just playing because it just felt, eh, I don't know, a bit too samey. Um, yeah, last season was very, like, season of trials. Yeah, and, and you know, and here's the thing. I'm not a big trials person. For me, going into trials, I get my ass kicked, like, all the time. And when trials first launched, unless you're winning in trials, there's no point in playing. And not only that, but then they had exploits and just a lot of issues when when it first came out. So for me, it wasn't really the season when I was really active or super excited about the game. But this yeah. this season, I think that they brought a lot of changes to the game that I wanted for a really long time. Like the ability to farm raids, I think that's kind of brilliant. And I really wish they just kind of used that as a as a moving point forward. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but the other thing that I really like about this season, I, I like how the story is unfolding live. I think that's really cool. And I don't know, in a way, knowing that a lot of the content is going away, it gives me more of an urgency and more of a desire to play the game and to the stuff done like for example i was grinding out for my shadow title and that's something that i've been kind of working on for a while now but i decided i really want to get my flawless runs done because i have two flawless activities i have left to do so i might as well get it all done and this past week i finally got a chance to uh, get my crown of ease done that was fun that was pretty intense. Have you guys ever done a flawless raid activity before? Oh man, uh, maybe back in D one, I, uh, <laughs> um, I guess like the player base I play with, um, this can also be considered a, a call for help too. <laughs> Has dwindled quite a bit of who I play with on Destiny. Uh, lately, I've been playing with some people, um, um that ran me through the garden of salvation for the first time, which were they're awesome. Um, I'll definitely be hitting them up again for, you know, a dungeon run and more, um, raid grinding. And, uh, yeah, even on the PVP side, I usually go in solo. I even done like competitive solo, um, to get like Luna's howl or, uh, red Ricks and things like that. But, uh, I think I'll have to find some people to do trials, because uh, I definitely want that that hood of the exile helm, but um, but yeah, I I definitely don't go as hard as I used to because I guess I I'm not surrounded by people that play constantly and like hit me up for you know things like that. Yeah, I think for, I think for me, I I don't really have a solid group that I play very consistently with. And I think that has been kind of my problem. Like I go in LFG, but LFG can be a mixed bag. And it was Very almost true. like that last ditch effort. If no one's on, you really want to get this shit done. Okay, you'll go in LFG. I got really lucky with my, my crown of ease because it took us three attempts to get it done. And 
I suck when it comes to jumping puzzles. I really, really suck. So I was not the one doing the jumps, obviously. Because of that, and Shadow Price can attest to my lack of jumping abilities. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I still got my Outbreak, and I got it Masterwork. So I still did that. So, you know, that's oh, yeah. saying something. So we we got to the third encounter, and I was just, you know, I had a couple of close calls, but, you know, there there were these pillars where you can just kind of go behind and just kind of chill back while you get your health back and i was using a threat level shotgun a recluse and i was using that new um machine gun the xenophage and it worked really really well the group was pretty competent once we got to the final boss it took us two runs to kill the boss uh but we got the boss down like about a to a quarter health after the first run so then, like, the pressure was on. But something happened at that point for me when, like, my, like, turbo mode kind of kicked in and I was just, like, fucking super cornholio when I was just doing, like, superhuman shit. And I wasn't going to Your let... hands just take over and, like, your eyes yeah. are just following what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it like... I don't know. I just felt like everything went into this like turbo mode and all I can focus on was just getting this shit done. And we got to that final boss phase. And I mean, I knew at that point, like we had a pretty good group. Everybody was doing pretty optimal DPS. We got it done. I saw crown of ease pop up on the screen. I was like, holy shit. I can't believe we did it. And it took maybe about an hour and 15 minutes didn't even take that long to do to be honest with you uh but it was a lot of fun and it kind of reminded me why i enjoy playing destiny like i think a lot of times when we go in and we play activities we might get into a raid and you know it takes a little too long to to beat or you don't beat it at all and you just kind of beat your head against the wall and it's just frustrating but experiences like that reminded me why i love to play destiny and it gave me that same feeling that i had when i beat the raid for the very first time the vault of glass and that was a very special feeling and i finally had that feeling again when we beat the crown of sorrow and later i realized shit i need to do more than i thought i needed for this stupid shadow title because not only do i need to complete all the activities but I need to get all the armor and the weapons, which apparently I'm missing about six or seven things. So back to grinding the crown of sorrow. There you go. And that's my, that's my little story. And that is how I am continuing my journey to get the shadow title. I will get my bread, but uh, moving on to IRL guardian. We know that you have a Patreon where you share videos and you make tutorials. Can you tell us a little, a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. And this is something I actually don't talk about a lot. Uh, I guess because I, I try to not, in lack of better words, whore myself out there. But um, I thought it was a cool idea to do at first. And the amount of time and uh, effort involved, I, I thought it was appropriate to put it 
uh, on something like Patreon. So what I started to do, and there's, I started to make quote unquote workouts, and this was very early on in our whole quarantine, um, as we're all getting accustomed to. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, the the I was more or less speaking to the player base. I was like, okay, we're all home. It's like I'm, I'm sure people are getting tired of just playing. Uh, are just sitting down like watching content or experiencing content and they they want to move and and do something and like you know have you know some sort of uh motivation so i was like okay let me do something that's kind of like destiny themed and i i made workouts that was like titan themed hunter themed and warlock themed and i you know, at, at first I did moves that were straight from the game, like whether it be like, you know, a warlock palm strike or, you know, uh, a titan headbutt. And I just made tutorials on it. And, you know, it, it was very like base entry level. Like it wasn't crazy moves. I broke them down. Um, and there was there was almost like no like expectation it was like here you go here's something fun that you could try it's like you could keep trying it like replay it until you know you you master it and you want more or like you play it once you try it and you're like cool that was fun like it was just something cool fun and i um kind of do like a silent like teaching of it i have like a few steps and you know i show it at speed and I, i give notes along the way and um with the different levels of Patreon, like you'll either get like a truncated version if you're just entry level, or if you're uh, a higher tier, it'll be a longer video with more notes. And uh, I even offer like people if they felt so inclined to like, if they needed help um, with something that they could like, you know, contact me and I'll help them, you know, one-on-one almost. Um, And yeah, and that's, uh, that's kind of my Patreon. That's really cool. Well, I, it sounds like something that I can probably use right now because I've <laughs> been eating a little too much pizza uh, today anyways. Uh, and I've been just overall eating way too much junk food and overall too much food. I just need to start working out again. And uh, I have some things here. I have a thing called Ring Fit Adventures that I got for my Nintendo Switch. And then also I have Beat Saber for PSVR, which, I mean, that's been my jam. That's been a great workout, but I have to bust it out again and get back to it because it's been a long week. It's been crazy. I've barely had time for anything, but uh, it's okay. It's been fun. It's been a great week, and I'm I'm excited to get back into Destiny. We're going to have so much fun. And IRL Guardian, as a stunt performer, have you had any moments where, like, you thought your life was seriously in danger? I mean, being a stunt performer sounds like a pretty dangerous job. Um, it's like calculated risk is a good way to describe it. Um, I mean, the small stunt can can always be dangerous um but you know we we approach it with our experience and you know that it's 
it's not just a like a rip the bandaid off type of thing it's not like okay go end action it's like you know there's there's discussion behind it there's rehearsals there's you know um production meetings and uh, a safety meeting of like okay what's gonna happen like you know if i'm going through like a glass window you know the crew comes together like okay you know uh, did you just say go through a glass window <laughs> yeah uh, i've done that a couple times um and so yeah they you know they they talk about what's gonna happen like okay you know there's done performer is going to come through the window this way so cameras don't be there uh you know be at a safe distance and no one else there like no one who doesn't need to be on set except their stunt department blah 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 things like that um and yeah so i i think it it does become a very serious job uh when it comes to things like that i mean it's super fun to talk about you know after the fact and you know um most of the time, but you know, there there is a moment where it's like, okay, this is a job, this is my life, this is my safety, and you know, we got to take it serious and consider all um, possibilities and try to keep it as safe as possible. Um, so, when you do something like go through a glass, are you do you do you feel fear? Do you feel like holy shit, like something could potentially go wrong? Is it? Is it safe glass? Is there such a thing as safe glass? I mean, I'm guessing it's breakaway glass, right? So there, I guess there is a safer version of glass, but it doesn't look as good on camera. It's called candy glass and it's made of, um, it's more or less made of sugar. And um, most of the time, candy glass um, can't really come in a large pane version. So you just get real, you just get tempered glass. What you do is you have, the special effects team put charges in the the glass off uh, kind of around like the edge of it. Um, so, and it's similar to like car windows. Like if you smack it with like, you know, the, the tip of a hammer, like it shatters. Um, that's kind of the, the idea behind like the charges put into the, the glass. So, and this is where I guess like my fear of, uh, the stunt comes in and it's it's more it's not what you think it would be uh the fear is on the timing of it so say you're you're getting thrown through glass and you have to like fall through glass or like run through glass whatever it is so you and the, the special effects department has to time it where it looks like i break it but they time the explosives just before i go through mm. so you can see how like small of a window that is and I've tried to go through like a, a glass door and the charges didn't go off. And that's fine. <laughs> Why does that sound less safe by having charges detonate almost in your face? Oh, they're or, super or, small. So if you think of like a uh, kind of like a glass door, like around the edge of it where like the molding is or like it, like the piece of glass fits into like the door, so to speak. Um, there's like super small charges and when i say charges it's almost like a firecracker um mm, okay. and it's it's almost it, it just like it, what it's doing it's it's forcing a pin into the glass it, it does it at opposite corners i'm giving away so many secrets right now um and 
so they go off so they shatter the glass but it still sits in the frame so then it, it shatters and by the time i go through it uh it should all happen in like with the same like second it's been a weakened state when you like hit exactly it. yeah yeah because yeah. as hard as you can run like i'm sure you can break a piece of glass but it's not going to be you're going to like chip it in a way that's not going to be controllable for you know cameras to record or like place it in a way that you know the director wants or uh, maybe i have to match like maybe they did the actor side of him lying on the ground and i have to match where he lands so like you know it, it just makes it more controllable but that's not to say that it's not real glass so like i'm still going through real glass and um inevitably will be cut um but yeah, mm. fun times. I'm sure they take as many safeguards as they possibly can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh yeah, we have a medic standing by just in case, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it's definitely super safe. Yeah. It's still a cool story, though. Still pretty yeah. cool. So I got to ask, how do you become a monster killing machine in real life? Oh, you could just follow me on Patreon and learn all the moves. No, that's a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess it, it just all ties from my martial arts experience and my passion for Destiny, where I just kind of like taught myself the moves, and you know, some were familiar and some weren't, and uh, just going out and doing it really, and uh, also give uh, I, I give um, credit to myself for being a film school um, graduate where I do know about editing and software and um, um, like visual effects for um, editing in that way. So I, I can embellish what I record and perform. Um, You're well-versed. And, <laughs> and make it look like how we know in Destiny. Very cool. And now also you're a martial arts instructor. How, how do you become that? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I haven't taught class in a very long time, but yes, I uh, I do hold the title of sensei, actually. Um, and uh, what is known as traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu, and I studied that for um, over a decade, uh, maybe like 12, 13 years, and uh, I just stuck with it. Um, for a super long time it just spoke to me and i love the art and um maybe like four or five years into it i started an instructor's course um with my school and then uh started teaching class then i i got up to the rank of um uh first degree black belt and uh, i started teaching class running class opening the school and um and whatnot and i just continued training and the, the unfortunate end to that story is because of my work I had to move closer uh, to my work and further away from my school. So, uh, like I said before, I haven't taught in a very long time, but um, mm -hmm. definitely miss my school and my um, instructors and everyone who uh, I came up training with and anyone who is there now, they're in very capable hands. And I, uh, yeah, big part of my life that I had to step away from. That's pretty cool. So you can pull off like every move in that 1990s Ninja Turtle movie, and the for the one from uh, 1990, the original 
uh, the Jim Henson Turtles. Oh, uh, yeah. From that movie. And I say, oh, yeah, to the movie because I love that movie. But uh, yeah, more or less, <laughs> more or less. Yes, <laughs> uh, I could. Uh, now I probably could. Um, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Because they studied yeah, ninjutsu and you said jujitsu. How different is jujitsu from ninjutsu? So the way I describe jujitsu is basically think of a samurai is thrown from their horse or just off their horse and they're without their sword and they have to face an opponent in the battlefield that is, you know, either they have a sword or they don't. It's like, okay, so you're in full armor. How do you, and you're in battle, like how do you efficiently defeat your opponent, you know, as quick as possible and um, Japanese jujitsu is very scientific and anatomically uh, anatomical uh, based, uh, which is also so interesting when I, I started learning about it. Where you know you could be you, you see these super old guys like flip around these young dudes, and it, it's not because it's like magic or like you know or chakra or whatever you you know want to allude it to. It's it's because it's science based, it's physics based, and it's 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 just capitalizing on like our body's weaknesses and you know off balances and just um, using it against us, um, which is just really amazing to to train and learn and to see. And I loved it so much, I I wanted to teach it and you know share that passion. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Like I yeah, I'm a huge fan of that movie. It's just, uh, you know, it hits me right in the feels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, I grew up with those. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seriously think you have the coolest job. That That's so cool. <laughs> so awesome. Thanks, man. So now, what are some challenges that you had this past year? Obviously, 2020 has been a whirlwind. You're from New York. You are in an industry that's probably impacted somewhat by this whole COVID thing. How, what are some challenges that you faced in 2020? Oh, yeah. Well, especially COVID-related. Um, I mean, I I haven't worked. Like, productions had shut down uh, as far back as March uh, just because of the way, like, a production on location works like you have like 150 people you know more or less coming and going and like just kind of existing in this like congested bubble within the outside world and then even if it's on a stage like you still have like 150 people uh more or less you know in and around people and you know things are moving it's it's a very fluid work environment so it doesn't make for the best uh job or industry or uh the best thing to like you know like okay let's reopen it uh under the circumstances it's it's more or less one of the, like the last things that'll probably come back um i know there's news about like the new batman and uh mission impossible movies and even the witcher like returning to production um but those don't happen in the states and they happen in Europe. So I think whatever Europe is doing, they're doing it right because they're they're getting productions back. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that's I guess that's more or less my year is just waiting to see what uh, we're gonna do about COVID and how to proceed safely with getting productions back. There's rumors that August or September or October things will start back in the states and like you know New York or LA or other parts of the country, but um, I just gotta wait and see and you know. Um, that's the thing is we were hit so hard in new york especially like downstate in the city you know that was the epicenter for yeah. like a couple it months it was at the start yeah, yeah. right in yeah. march it really was and it, it's funny because i was working on this show um uh, the that they're like okay we're gonna take two weeks off and that two weeks turned to like no one knew no one really knew they they, they thought it was gonna come and go and they're like, okay, we're gonna take two weeks and you know come back, and then it turned into a month, and then more productions, you know, stopped and halted, and everyone had to really take a step back and be like, okay, wait, we have to. Once they realize how serious this was, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it just it shut everything down. Yeah, I remember that they said initially two weeks, and then it went to a month, and then and then it was just shut down indefinitely until yeah, you know, so. But and it seems it, like we're controlling the cases now. Like New York is, we're, we've we've bounced back pretty good. Um, New York is, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, me yeah. and my wife keep saying this. Like we're uh, we're visiting uh, her family in Reno, Nevada, right now, and uh, oh, nice. we're like, oh yeah, we 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 left the safest part of the country to come to the the worst part of the country. Not I mean, the worst, Cu- but, you know, Cuomo like, has done a remarkable job in you know doing the phase reopening you know it just like yeah. it, it saved so many lives yeah you know it's like yeah. there was so many people that like had the virus you know and he just like it was hard to do anything you know it's just morale was down but he he stayed positive you know and it just was able to push through everything you know it just he kept saying new york tough we all we are new york tough you know it's yeah. just yeah for sure so yeah yeah and now we have cases in florida here so it's been uh it's been interesting but um it's it's definitely humbling when like you realize that you know you're able to work and you're able to do you know stuff remotely um so i'm very grateful for that and to have that ability to do that so yeah. on a lighter topic, IRL Guardian, what would you say is your favorite moment in the entire history of Destiny that really sticks out to you? Oh, it's gotta uh, it's gotta go all the way back to part of the a couple first times clearing Vault of Glass where I just that's where like LFGing was super new and I was still playing with my cousin and uh, getting a group of like six people together to like do a first person, you know, at the time shooter uh, action game raid. And like no one knew really like the extent of that. There was just like, we whatever we're platforming, but we're also like DPSing. We're also like mob clearing. And it's like, you know, what are these Halo people like giving us? But it was just so much fun because once you get that coordination and it's like organized chaos, it's just, 
it's just so much fun. I, <clears throat> still one of the best experiences and like raiding is still uh has a very special place in my heart and uh, like I said earlier the group um and I'm sorry to them because I can't recall the names right now but um had you know graciously accepted me into their uh fire team and walked me through a garden of salvation it was super helpful and just super good time um and I definitely missed that you know I miss that like group experience of like getting something done and everyone's like coordinated and everyone's like, you know, got a, a, a job and a task and you just feel powerful doing it because Bungie's so good at doing that in destiny as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think Vault of Glass is a lot of people's favorite destiny moments, just experiencing that for the first time, you know, like you said, what are these halo, you know, people doing? Like, how are they, how are they, how are they doing this? Yeah, you know, it's like because we I've we've never experienced anything like that with I mean, yeah, we we had the tight first person shooting mechanics like with the, and the good story elements that a bungee shooter gives you, but yeah. the raid was just something totally new for you know p- people who played bungee games, you know, it's like so it was it was a really cool element, yeah, and for sure. I, I even, really- yeah. I really loved like King's Fall and then um, Wrath of the Machine, especially Wrath of the Machine. Like King's Fall is, King's Fall is a really good raid as far as the mechanics, but Wrath of the Machine, just because the. The Vista that, is such a showpiece. Like, well, the Vista, raid. and I, I love the boss mechanic where you, you had to like yeah. slam it into his back, but um, mm-hmm. even the, the secret that was tied to that. Um, getting the outbreak uh, outbreak prime yeah yeah getting outbreak prime was so cool it's like mm-hmm. you know and, and that was just really cool it's like seeing datto you know figure that out for the first time and then like you know <laughs> datto's figuring it out and then everyone else has like their computer set up like watching what datto does like okay okay he just did this wait he just got practice okay let's go let's do this like it was just right. really exciting to like see the community like figure something out like that um, right and we and yeah. we knew bungie was good with puzzles you know because uh halo you know like the i would have been yeah. your daddy's skull that you get in uh halo 3 oh yeah yeah and then but it's just like these puzzles just like got kicked up to 10 like in destiny like and it's just amazing like some of those developers some of some of those uh some of the creators of that of that world, uh, how awesome they're able to implement these things into the game. And, you know, it just, it's really cool. You know, yeah, I've for sure. Been a, been a trademark and a hallmark for Destiny. Yeah, since. for sure. Yeah. Hats Definitely. off to them, because that's it's no small feat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And before we move on to the next topic of the evening... We do want to ask, what is next for IRL Guardian going into this fall? Well, you can bet I'm going to do some stasis videos because after the trailer today, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, in a few moments, um, I just can't wait to do that stuff. I, As soon as I get my hands on some you know, clean footage of all that stuff, I'm definitely going to be uh jumping around 
spinning whatever you guys have seen in the trailer i will be doing um <laughs> but uh and then i think i'm uh i got some other things planned i got i got this project that's uh, it's been long in production i'm just waiting for some post work on it um that's also live action and it's not just me and it's more or less like some actiony stuff if that's i like to tease more or less um but i do have some live action uh destiny stuff uh coming out pretty soon that's kind of leagues above what i have been doing um which i would love to do more of it just takes a lot of resources um and yeah and then maybe more tutorials and um yeah well we have to keep our eyes out for that because i'll definitely be interested in checking that out oh yeah hopefully sooner than later i'm just waiting to hear from someone <clears throat> and and we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for everything that you're doing it sounds really exciting and guardians definitely make sure to check it out we're gonna have the links in the show notes for irl guardian and the next topic that we're going to talk about is an exciting one because today we had the xbox conference showing off some of the biggest titles coming to the xbox series x including halo infinite it is official but in addition to that we did learn something else that's a little bit closer to the destiny community and that news is that destiny 2 beyond light is coming to the xbox game pass and the xbox game pass ultimate So Bungie today announced that they are partnering with Xbox. Destiny 2 is coming to Xbox this fall to Xbox Game Pass. Um, Smart Delivery has been confirmed. And Destiny 2 Beyond Light will be running at 60 frames in 4K on the xbox series x and if you happen to have an android device and you also have xbox game pass then you'll also be able to play destiny 2 on your android device and the following was confirmed by bungie with an active xbox game pass subscription Players will have access to the standard edition seasonal content sold separately of each expansion, beginning with Forsaken and Shadow Keep available September 2020 and Beyond Light available beginning on November 10th, 2020. In addition to that, later this year, Bungie will be releasing a version of Destiny 2 that will be optimized for Xbox Series X, including 4K resolution and running at 4K 60 frames per second. Players who already own Destiny 2 on Xbox One will be able to transfer their game to the Xbox Series X using free smart delivery. 
Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will be able to stream Destiny 2 on their Android mobile device using xCloud. So, wow, that's that's pretty big information here that we got. What do, what do you guys think? I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's incredible. It's it's great to see them uh, kind of coexist once again because that's how we all know Bungie to start out with. Um, uh, I do have a question: Was the the XCloud thing was it only to Android or um, Android and iOS devices? So that's a great point because I don't think they said anything about iOS. Because I know so iOS is assume. new to xcloud i know it first came out on android and um if you guys know paris um yeah uh, gamer tag radio yeah 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 he I, re- I remember when they did uh bring it up for ios he was like one of the few who got it um i know i i know it i, I i'm not speaking from a lot of bases i just know an ios version of xcloud does exist at some capacity Maybe it's not ready. That's why they only said Android. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it'll be available, like you know, in the November, no later this year, possibly. Maybe the beginning yeah. of the next year, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that happening, and it's really interesting that they're going with this direction because, I mean, they're essentially giving away the copy of the new expansion if you have xbox game pass in any capacity so it it gives me some interesting thoughts because i'm wondering if maybe the content we'll be getting this fall isn't as substantial and they're just giving that away in hopes that they can monetize more on the season pass what what do you guys think of that idea or thought I think it's going to be substantial, like what we're getting with Beyond Light, because it's a total new destination. And we're getting a raid, too. So, and it seems like Deej said it's going to be a powerful story. So I'm I'm almost thinking that it's going to be like, it's going to be a more... I don't know. It's going to be like a bigger story, I, I feel like. I, I, I think it has the potential to be a bigger story, because... You know, I, I think that's Bungie. They want to do that. They want to deliver that to us. They want to get back to, you know, I'm not saying like it's going to be like a Halo size story. I would love that. But, you know, something a little bit more, you know, like, uh, like Taken King like size, something like, you know, something with like 10 or 11 missions. There's, you know, it, it could be more, you know, it, who knows what we're getting. But, I feel like it's going to be pretty substantial because it's a new area. You know, we're going to be bringing Stranger back in, you know, working with Drifter and Eris too. And there's just, there's so much potential for that new destination. And with all the Stasis subclasses uh, coming into the game, we're going to be, you know, using that to our best uh, ability. So I think it's going to be pretty substantial. I mean, that's my hope for at least yeah same i uh, i'm with you on that i think whatever business model bungie and microsoft has set up to be included with 
um, Game Pass is, I, I, I just think that's separate from what they're doing with uh, Beyond Light and their their season model. Um, uh, it, nonetheless, it, it works in favor for Bungie because Phil Spencer is a huge Destiny fan, so I feel like he pushed that to happen. Um, and just make it, you know, worthwhile for Bungie to be included with that. Um, and yeah, you know, exactly what Shadow was saying, where, you know, we're getting a new raid, we're getting a new subclass, we're getting a new destination. The story is unfolding in a, in a huge way. We're getting the stranger back um, and everything that comes with that, you know, storyline coming back in. Uh, I don't think we're going to be disappointed at all um, in what's going to happen. Hmm. I agree. I, I agree because also, you know, all those points that you made, you know, Game Pass is like, it's not like, it's not a knock to go to Game Pass anymore. Game Pass has so many awesome games on there. You know, it's like the way what what Xbox is leveraging with Game Pass, it's the ultimate value for the player. But they oh, yeah. are also getting paid. Like, Microsoft is getting all those subscriptions. So the more games that they make available on Game Pass, the more money they all everybody makes. You know? Oh yeah. And that's what Microsoft that's what their mission is. They want as many people to su- subscribe to Game Pass and they don't care where you play it. They don't care if you play on the Series X, they don't care if you play on the VCR Xbox One or yeah. play it on XCloud. They just yeah. want you in the ecosystem. Exactly. And it, it, it's almost like, I'm sure there's more nuance on it, what I'm about to describe, but it's almost like, you know, Xbox went to Bungie and said, okay, we have X amount of players, X amount of people um, subscribe to Xbox Live or Xbox Game Pass. And then X amount of those people play Destiny 2. Um, I guess it's more or less for like Xbox Live. And it's like, okay, like, how would you feel if, like, that X number became Game Pass, you know, people because Destiny 2 is now available for Game Pass? And, like, you would get X amount of, you know, or, you know, percentage of that, you know. It is more or less what I, what I think kind of went down. It's like, hey, we're, we're going to convert people to Game Pass because I think Xbox Gold is going away, right? I... It- I mean, there's rumors that it is that all, uh, the the year yearly subscription for Xbox uh, for Gold, yeah, has um, yeah, it's Xbox Live Gold or retired, yeah, yeah. So they're doing something with that. They haven't formally announced what their plans are yet, but yeah, because the the price model is not far off. Like, I'm not a, a Game Pass holder, um, but definitely after today's today's video and all these uh, Destiny Two news with it, uh, I'm definitely gonna switch over. Yeah, um, and there is such a benefit if you have if you get Series X, you get Destiny Two Beyond Light running at 4K 60. Oh my God! Yeah. So and then is there <laughs> is there a word on? Uh, someone brought up like there's a field of view slider that was mentioned from Bungie, and everyone, I know a lot of people are talking about you know the possibilities of changing the you know the field of view on console to match what pc players are experiencing 
that would be something if they could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had no idea that Xbox Live Gold is going away. When was great. this when was this announced? Was this confirmed or uh, not formally? I, yeah. Yeah, not formally. Huh. It was like a rumor uh earlier this week that that was something that was happening. Um but it doesn't it doesn't sound surprising. Someone said that it was either I think I heard it on a podcast that it's either going to be uh, gold was 12 month gold was going to be retired and they were just going to give they were just going to have Xbox um, live membership free and then if you wanted to pay for more it would just be considered game pass interesting yeah, yeah see because I have I have Xbox live gold and yes. then I also have G- Xbox game pass ultimate because Actually, if you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that already comes with Xbox Live. It's basically integrating Xbox Live into Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, they're just yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of like consolidating their services, which is smart. It's it's super smart for Xbox. Makes it simpler. Yeah, I mean, I think Game Pass is the modern way to consume video games it's like what netflix was to cable right oh yeah essentially became that option to game class is the netflix of video games basically yeah it's netflix video games do you guys remember when netflix was separate it was netflix was the streaming version and then flickster was the dvd version i might have heard about that, that yeah yeah, and then they just merged and just called it all Netflix. Yeah, I, d- I remember that now. Yep. I used to get those DVDs, Nick. I only get like two at a time, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, they gave, there was so much. Them. They had a wide selection, though. That's why it was, you know, yeah. good to get the DVDs. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't have the best quality, you know, but uh, yeah, exactly. So on the topic of this whole xbox and bungie partnership we do have some questions that came up and bungie did answer quite a few of them and they put out an article earlier today confirming a few things the following was confirmed does this partnership with xbox mean that destiny 2 content is launching on xbox first sounds like a playstation question um, all content on Destiny 2 remains available to all players on all platforms and is going to be available at the same time. There will be no more content exclusivity on any platform. That's great to hear because it was kind of annoying to see that, you know, an entire strike was being hoarded by Sony for an entire year or two. That you know, so that's really nice to see them moving away from that. And uh, the next thing that Bungie addressed is uh, whether seasonal content will be included as part of Game Pass. The answer to that is no. With an active Game Pass 
subscription, players will have access to the standard edition of Forsaken and Shadowkeep beginning in September of 2020, and the standard versions of Destiny 2 Beyond Light beginning on November 10th. Seasonal content will be made available for purchase separately. So you would still have to buy the seasons if you wanted that part of the content. Which, from a monetary perspective, I think that's pretty smart. You know, that makes sense. Um, next thing, what happens if you have already pre-ordered Beyond Light on Xbox? Those Xbox Game Pass subscribers who purchase any edition of Destiny 2 Beyond Light will still have access to the expansion and its associated content if Beyond Light leaves Game Pass on their Game Pass subs or if their Game Pass subscription expires. To me, I don't know about you guys, but that means that Bungie is saying you are shit out of luck. If you did, yeah. I mean, if, if it you leaves, bought it, too bad. Yeah, but if it leaves, that's, you know, wishful thinking. If, if. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think what they're doing with this um, is, again, like another push to get more uh, of a player base. Like, if you're still on the fence, you know, after the their new light um, introduction. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, that's what they did with the new light thing last year when they had a big portion of the game free to play because they were trying to get as many people in, you know, to you know to join in to the to the game into the ecosystem. That's kind of like what's happening yeah. here with uh yeah, game oh, pass. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's kind of crappy for them to do. Here's why. If I have Game Pass Ultimate for X number of years, in which case I do, I actually have Game Pass Ultimate for the next three years, right? So in, at any point of this content being relevant, I will have Game Pass. If it leaves, okay, that could be a year from now. Assuming they cut a deal with Microsoft, I think they would cut a deal for less than 12 months, right? So for me as a consumer, if I have Game Pass, I think they should create a system where you can get your money back if you don't need to spend money on that content, right? And Do you I think the like, deal is, is less than 12 months? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it could be less than 12 months. It's, it's at least a 12-month deal. Yeah, I think it's at least I'm 12 months because they, they seem to change... But, they seem to change every fall. Like they, they seem to have a new way of uh, introducing, you know, a where you can jump in on the ground floor of uh, Destiny. You know, yeah. like um, that's, a, that's a good, yeah. Uh, I think it's in part with what happened with Activision too. Like they, they were also trying to get away from Activision and then also still prove that, like, hey, like we want to change the way we've been doing things because we didn't have control before. Yeah. I mean, 
this is going to look really good for both parties if like xbox series x sells very well and people get like you know game pass you know because they're going to have access to the best version of the con this con of the console game you know uh, on console with uh you know it's going to be the the best place to play it on console because the xbox series x is the will be the more powerful console over the ps5 Um, yeah for sure so there's that too there's that aspect if people care about that you know so yeah and and bungie did talk about a few other things and uh the next thing that bungie touched on are beyond light pre-order bonuses available via game pass the answer is no in order to get access to pre-order items and digital bonuses you must purchase beyond light lastly what happens to my current xbox destiny 2 expansions destiny 2 and its associated expansions will work uh, as normal outside of xbox game pass so nothing changes if you already have the content if you don't have any of this content then the benefit for you is that you don't have to buy the standard edition of the game um so that's pretty cool they're expanding their player base in doing this i understand this uh partnership the only thing i wish they did was maybe announced game pass when the pre-orders became available for xbox because at that point if you're a player who has game pass ultimate and you didn't have to pre-order this content i think again they should then have a system for you to get your money back if you don't need this content because you know at that point it kind of feels like a bait and switch right that's kind of my feeling and now correct me if i'm wrong this is only for game pass on console and game pass ultimate because game pass tweeted out earlier we're working with bungie to bring destiny 2 expansions with xbox game pass for pc for pc later in 2021 so this is only for the consoles are you sure because it says game pass ultimate not for pc though they tweeted xbox game pass tweeted this out this was a tweet out from really yeah yeah which i think is it's almost kind of smart because because then it's more it's more focused on their console and that's what they that's what they want like obviously they're going to support their pc because they're microsoft but um you know this holiday season is super important for series x and they things like this like can pass like they they're probably not saying the word PC as often as what the truth is behind it. Um, so it's, it's more or less just marketing. I feel. Yeah. And if you buy like the, um, ultimate, or if you buy the digital deluxe version on PC, because it comes with the season, the season pass that will, the season transfers over to, your other devices, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's just, yes. doesn't it? Yes. Yes. It does. If you, yeah, this just the season, not the actual, not the expansion content. Only, right. only, only the seasons. The seasons carry over uh, account wide. Yeah. 
So that's cool because we have Game Pass Ultimate. So we buy, you know, we buy the game Beyond Light, you know, the deluxe the deluxe version. We play it on PC. And then say we want to play on Xbox with our friends and we have that season content. Well, because we have Ultimate, we have it already. We if we have get we if we get Series X, we have it because we have Ultimate. And then we have the yeah. season seasons because we bought it on um the digital deluxe version so that's pretty cool yeah yeah for sure that cross progression and now we just need cross play then we just need that yeah <laughs> we just need that and then we're and then we're smooth sailing <laughs> we're getting there we're getting there guardians yeah. so I have to ask, what does this part partnership between Microsoft and Bungie mean for the future of Destiny 2? Um, I don't think we're going to see a PlayStation-Bungie relationship again. I've, and I think, personally, that partnership with PlayStation was was purely out of Activision's hand. Um, and now Bungie is, you know, independent and they publish their own game as well as create it. I think they're going to be able to dictate it. Uh, so it's fair for everyone. Like, cause you know, game pass owners, like we're not getting, and I say we, because I play on Xbox, uh, we're not getting like specific content, you know, that other platforms are going to miss out on like, and I think Bungie going forward is never going to hold back any other content from anyone. I, and I think, you know, from them being on game pass to steam to stadia is that, you know, they want to be on everything now because, you know, they're, they're driving the car now, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because I think that this partnership will enable Bungie to reach a lot more people with Game Pass Ultimate. I'm pretty sure they're making money also with this arrangement as well. So, you know, there's a benefit in that respect also. Um, But also, I think they're going to find the season pass sales will increase because of this, because people will get to experience a substantial amount of content for free. And then if they want to get more, if they want to engage more in the world of destiny and get more drops in the game and play with their friends, they can spend 10 bucks. And I think 10 bucks a season is a very minimal amount. Well, you say free, but you mean the price of Game Pass? Well, um, by free, I mean in terms of not having to spend any more money than what you're already spending with Game Pass. Okay, fair enough. Right? So you're, you're targeting players who, who are already on Game Pass but may not be playing Destiny for whatever reason. And now they're getting access to that content. And I think that it's going to lead to a really interesting discussion about where that leaves the free content model with Destiny 2 going into this fall. Because right now, you have a number of raids that are completely free to play for all players. These raids are going away. And I 
very much doubt that Bungie will make any endgame content available to players without paying something. Whether it be buying Beyond Light or buying the season, you'll have to make some kind of a purchase to gain access to any kind of endgame content. Besides, perhaps, Iron Banner. And I'm going to eat my words because I thought that that uh, Forsaken would be free going forward. Uh, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be now. Just it's based definitely on not going to be free. It's, it's going to be paid. Yeah. It's probably going to be cheaper based on the fact that some content will be going away and being sunset. But yeah, I could still see them charge $15 for that content. I could see them pair it. You know they already are doing it. They're doing they're they're pairing Forsaken with Shadowkeep at a discounted price. Yeah, they're going to continue yeah. to do that. I, I can't. That. I can't remember what the price is of it. Actually, I'm going to do some investigative work and I'll tell you live. Yeah, so I've Green Man Gaming really quick. As as you do that, I have an interesting story. I just got my ten year old brother in law um, into Destiny Two. Um, and I've tweeted about this um, prior, um, and it's it's pretty incredible because he he's just a, a kid. He's just super excited to you know play something new and big and vast. And uh, so he got new light, but he also got the season pass. So it's and I've I've purchased all the content uh, of D two since day one. So it's interesting to see like, oh, you you don't have access to to this or to that because as he started out he's like oh are there's bows in this game i was like yeah like we'll definitely get you one it's like okay how do i do it and it's like oh we'll go we could get like la monarch or the last wish and or we could like you know start the forsaken campaign and get it from the spider you'll get like no turning back and then when i read into it i was like oh wait he doesn't have Forsaken, so he doesn't have access to the exotics um, from Black Armory, which is a part of Forsaken. Um, and, you know, he can't do that mission um, from Spider because, you know, uh, that bow is tied to, you know, to the Forsaken campaign. Um, but he was able to get the spiteful fang which is uh, a legendary from the black armor and then the new uh, whispering slab bow from um this current season and it's just interesting to see like the content that isn't available if you don't have um i guess gear two content we'll call it because it, it does have the first or sorry year four content right because the first three years are are in new light um well the first yeah. year well right now the whole first year is in new light and then forsaken like like I, I just did some investigative work uh so there's an upgrade edition of destiny 2 and it's on green man gaming it's for pc it's got shadow keep and forsaken and it's uh 33 off right now for 33 dollars and 48 cents oh okay so the yeah, regular price looks like forty nine ninety nine for both of them together, and then right now it's thirty three percent off for thirty three forty eight. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so it looks like I yes I will be eating my words, and this 
stuff won't be free either forsaken or shadow keep um it'll be discounted it might be discounted a little further possibly and yeah. you know for the for the fall it, it's it's kind of smart like if you look at if you look at the map of the things that have like pyramids over them like which will eventually go away yeah you could you could really tell and i just realized this actually uh how bungie has planned the future of their game where the stuff on the right of the map is later content like forsaken uh you know the um tangle shore dreaming city the moon are all on the right side of the director and then on the left side is the stuff that came out like vanilla d2 and um uh kind of around like the the first year with like warmind and you know uh uh curse of osiris and things like that and i'm sure i'm sure they'll never get rid of the edz they'll do something with that but um you know it's interesting to see like they've they've had conscious effort in like where they place those things as far as like you know the content tied to it and i just didn't realize that until now that is pretty interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize that myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good uh, observation, for sure. So now, how will how will this partnership impact Google Stadia and Destiny Two on there? Um, I hope there's. I hope there's like a community on Google Stadia. I think what Google Stadia is like doing is smart is basically like Google Game Pass. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to see them succeed. Uh, we all know like Google's track record of like starting new apps or like things that we can we can do besides just their email service, and they kind of like get forgotten about but i think i think google stadia has a, the right idea i hope it, it extends and i i think as long as stadia is around and alive destiny 2 will be there because i think destiny 2 is a really big draw for people who don't want a console but want to play you know, and that's I, also going to leverage xCloud players too. coming uh, this fall yeah. with, uh, yeah. you know, xCloud, their Xbox's streaming service that is oh, going man. to be free for Game, Game Pass Ultimate members. Yeah, <laughs> that's why um, I'm getting Ultimate because, like, I can't wait to get a rig and just play it, like, on my iPhone or, like, get a, a larger device to just play, like, you know, D2 on the go. I think that's that's such a cool idea. Yeah, I am then, waiting for the day where I can like play a raid or play a dungeon, and then my dog wants to go out for a walk. I pick up my iPhone, I boot up the game, <laughs> and I keep playing while I'm walking the dog. Like, oh I'm, my god, I'm yes! Waiting for that time, and I cannot wait. It's gonna yes. be awesome. <laughs> yes yeah that'll and be so cool besides google stadia we did learn about another little game that we briefly talked about earlier and 
That is Halo Infinite. It was officially confirmed today during the Xbox conference. And my question is, what do you guys think of Halo Infinite from what we saw today? I got thoughts. Shadow, what do you got? I'm excited for a new Halo. Don't get me wrong. I am because they're going back to Don't get me wrong. So we know it's going to be negative right right then and there. They're going back to the challenge. They're going okay, back with the going. Chiefs, the Chief story. They've kind of invigorated me to actually play Halo now some more. Like I'm going back to try to play through the campaign of Halo 2 and all the other Halos because I don't remember a lot of them. I haven't played them in so long. So I kind of want to refresh myself because I have Master Chief Collection on PC and I have Game Pass Ultimate. So it's basically free for me to play. So um, I'm trying to go back and play through that. Now, as far as when they showed it off today at the reveal, I was I liked what I saw from the gameplay of Chief when he's moving around and shooting and jumping, but the visuals just looked a little last gen or current gen. Um and I don't know if maybe that was an early build of the game. Maybe it's possible. It could be a pre-alpha build. And maybe they've done more with it since and they weren't ready to show that version. And they showed a pre-alpha. And maybe the some of the renderers haven't got completely done for some of the landscapes. And that's what was striking to me. So that kind of stood out. And I just thought that, I mean, they are, they did say it is a bigger Halo world, though. It's going to be the size of the Halo 4 and Halo 5 world combined. So I, you got to take that into account, I guess. But with these new systems and they're, you know, pushing the visuals that they're supposed to be pushing, like how far removed are they from current gen? with the visuals. I mean, they're using a new engine called the slip space engine. Like how are they leveraging this engine to, you know, are they able to not be able to push high, high resolutions? Is it more based on the frame rate? Um, that's what I'm wondering. So that I have some questions and concerns, but I'm excited to play it still. So yeah, for sure. I was super excited to um to see what they were going to bring. I, I I I could see how people are kind of feel f- flat on their faces about the graphics, but uh, I want to give 343 the benefit of the doubt just because of one how much time they put into Halo Infinite and how long like this road to reveal um has been uh that there's something else that we weren't able to just purely see visually. Um, And we saw this one environment too, let's be honest. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, Which still, in my opinion, looked gorgeous. Um, And I'm excited to see a a living like day night cycle and, you know, what it feels like to just ride around in a warthog on a, a, an open halo ring. 
you know, at some stage during the game. Um, and we talked about this uh, earlier before we went live, or I, I think there's something else there that we as people just streaming, you know, this reveal aren't getting um, that's, mm-hmm. That goes beyond visuals, and I, I, I want to give. I still want to give. I, there's, I still have hope, you know, that Halo Infinite is going to deliver in a way that you know we won't know until like we pick up the sticks and start playing and like jump into Slayer, like jump into you know the campaign and like experience all the work time that they've put in. And I haven't watched the 4K60 stream yet, so I will watch that tonight. Just to see if there is a difference on what I was watching earlier. So, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I'm excited to play Halo because it's going to be available on Game Pass. Regardless of how the graphics are, I think it's going to be a really fun game to play. Um, I don't know if it's a game that's going to be a, a destiny to me, but it's a it's going to be fun to go and play it my only thing is would it be a game that i spend 60 dollars on probably not but and i think that's more because i think 343 hasn't really made a mind-blowing halo game like i think the last time that i got a halo experience that was really really satisfying was when Bungie was doing it so I would always approach it a little bit apprehensively but because I have game pass I'm excited to play it and I think there are only a couple of games that would take my time away from playing Halo and that would be Destiny 2 or Cyberpunk and I'm just curious oh go ahead Hyrule uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I, I think I am, just because I started on Halo. I, I, I'm just super excited. I need to know where the story goes. I need to play as Chief again. Uh, I can't wait to hop back into that that PvP multiplayer environment. Um, um, and yeah, I'm just my curiosity takes over just because I, I have a such a, a long history with Halo that I just can't wait to see what they they've done with it. You know, me too. Uh, I, I I still enjoyed Halo Five even though it it wasn't critically it met with critical uh, success, but you know the multiplayer it was solid in my opinion. Uh, the story it was you know it is what it is, but. And I hear Halo 4 has a good campaign, actually, like, too. Um, it is. I, I haven't played all the way through it, so I'm, I, I, I need to go back and uh, uh, do that at some point. And I, I wanted to ask you something, IRL. Are you planning on getting a Xbox Series X this fall? Oh, yeah. As soon as they announced the pre-order, um, I'm definitely all over that. Um, Xbox is my ecosystem and where I play. Um, maybe one day I'll I'll have a PlayStation as well. Um, but um, the Xbox is you know it, it, especially where I play all you know leading uh, AAA games and things like that. So for sure, Xbox Series X. Yeah, 4K 60 
Destiny 2, you know, and just some of the other games that they're going to be delivered with the higher frame rates, like even the Forza and the Fable. Oh, like a new Fable game. Like, imagine how good Fable could look on the series. Oh, X. yeah. With any game, really. I just, uh, I, yeah, like after today's, you know, Xbox showcase, I, there's still so many other games like their new studio, the initiative, like what are they making? You know, we only saw like perfect a dark is the rumor. Perfect, know, dark. perfect dark. And then uh Fable, like we only saw a CG trailer. Like, you know, what is that gonna look and feel like on, on the new system? I think it's just gonna be exciting, especially you know, just booting up like the Series X for the first time and then just, like opening Destiny 2 that you know we've played for X amount of years is is still going to feel like fresh and new and um i have a i have a one x i got the i think the project scorpio version of it um nice. and even just booting up um with destiny 2 and that like there's there's still some like freshness like out the packaging like you know boot up the system for the first time like there's something exciting about that even if it's a familiar game and i can't wait to see destiny 2 and 4k 60 that's just gonna be so much fun yeah native 4k 60 that's gonna yeah. be something else yeah oh because i've never oh. seen it either i've never seen destiny 2 in native 4k 60 no. so yeah. Like I think I'm gonna have to get one too, like based on that reasoning alone. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get an Xbox Series X. I'm gonna have a PS5. I'm I'm a gamer, you know, I'm gonna get all the consoles. Uh but I'm I'm excited to play Destiny 2 on Xbox just to see what it looks like in 4K 60. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't mind, you know, playing on the couch and just doing missions, doing bounties or strikes, and then continuing on PC whenever I choose to come back to it. So that'll be really nice to be able to switch between the platforms. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. And also, we did get the Xbox event that took place earlier today. We saw so many, so many games. And the cool thing, every one of the games that were showcased today, they're going to be available on the Xbox Game Pass, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I'm going to be able to play Dragon Quest Eleven S like for the first time. Like, and it's going to look amazing because it's going to be like what the Switch got. It's going to get the old school graphics too. I know it's nothing, it's not a shooter or anything like that. It's a really, you know, big RPG, like kind of like an old school RPG. But that's some of my roots of gaming too, was uh, old school RPGs, turn based so style. Was, was there anything particular that released out from the Xbox? conference earlier today to you guys that medium game the medium that looks really really cool and that's also yeah because all the games are on game pass that they showed today that game looks really cool um it reminds me of silent hill and i'm a fan of silent hill games when i played them back on playstation back in the day yeah the medium looked really cool uh 
yeah, that was that was really intriguing to to see. I thought when they when uh, Ninja Theory came on, we were going to see something from uh, uh, their next Hellblade. Day, Hellblade game, uh, as far as like oh, gameplay. Yeah, uh, but they kind of they kind of just um, said like, "Hey, we're working on it." Um, and I think, I mean, Halo really, really set me off. Uh, I was really excited to see that, like, you know, first out the gate. And then I could go back and watch Crossfire X uh, just because I'm a fan yeah. of Remedy. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited that people are getting their Fable. Uh, I was never a Fable guy. Um, I never played it i always knew like you know it was a big deal to people so uh, i'm glad that that series is coming back and people are you know are getting a a long lost franchise from you know the xbox golden age um trying to think what else was in it because there really was so much yeah there there was like they kind of just went rapid fire right after the halo gameplay trailer gameplay reveal i mean um they there was a bunch of yeah announcements after that, and I'm trying to remember oh, too. Avowed looks really cool, right? That's what it's called. That yeah, that's Obsidian's new game that they're working on. Which threw me off. I I saw it. I was like, oh, is this the Fable reveal? And I was like, wait, no, that's not Obsidian. That's that's gonna be Playground. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it that, looks like it. really cool. it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, like it's gonna be like you know medieval style. You know, it's going to yeah. be kind of like Pillars of Eternity, but in first person, like, you know, it's but it's going to look probably really good, too, as well. And it's going to have great storytelling and RPG mechanics, because that's Obsidian's roots, are RPGs. So, yeah, that's also pretty cool. Yeah. And I still think there's a there's a lot that we haven't seen. Um, yeah, I you're right. We didn't see everything. They said there's. They showed nine developer uh, partners games today, and there was six of them we haven't seen. So I'm guessing later this year we could we could potentially see some of those games. We could see what yeah, the initiative I, is working on. Yeah, I so the initiative I still think is like super far off. I feel like that's like a E3 2021 if E3 is even a thing next year. Um, because that's a quadruple a quadruple a studio because it's yeah, like it's talent from like naughty dog it's talent from like you know everywhere all all the, some of the big big names in yeah and they're they're, they're uh, you know they're gonna take their time with that i i follow some of the the higher up devs on twitter from the initiative and it, it seems to be like they're still they're still hiring like lead key roles. Um, so yeah. I think there, there's something there, but it's not at a, at a place where they can share and show it. And also like, uh, as what you're saying with like, they only showed from nine studios out of their 15, um, uh, like the coalition, the, um, gears. gears. I, I feel yeah. like gears five is, it's still pretty recent. So anything like Gear Six is is still a ways, ways off. off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so basically, like some of these companies are, aren't ready to to show their next thing. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you guys did you guys catch that? Uh, Forza Motorsport doesn't have a number. They just 
they just dubbed it Motorsport. It's almost like a reboot, basically, of that of that series. It seems I like mean, it maybe, be, yeah, it should be eight, but maybe right. maybe it was getting like too much into like Madden and NBA territory. They were like, oh, maybe we should just like change the way we name this. I'm hey, I'm fine with it. Like the like the trailer of that uh reveal, like it looks amazing. Like I I know that game is gonna be beautiful. Like oh yeah, comes out. like yeah, car games yeah. are always like, hey, this is what this console can do. Like that's that's where you're like okay, this is where like all your money's going. Like if you want if you want to like prove to yourself like why the Series X is as powerful, like get Motorsport and you'll see it. I still got to play Forza Horizon 4. I, I've been meaning to do it. I really want to play that game because, like, I can play it on PC with Ultimate. I can play it on Xbox One X. So I have options either way uh, to play that game, and I still want to play it. Oh, it's fine. You should definitely pick it up. It's uh, I, I played it because I, I played it back at when I was on the show floor at E3 and it really sold me. I, I used to be super into racing games back then. And I kind of like um, drifted away from it. Uh, no pun intended, but I, uh, <laughs> uh, Motorsport 4 was like really fun. It was like good mix of like arcadey and uh, sim racing. And uh, it was just really fun. It was fun to demo it at E3. It's still fun to play. Yeah. So I liked the event. I thought it was I thought it was really good, actually. Um, they showed off everything that they could of all every all the developers that could show. I understand why some of them couldn't, because it's just real world circumstances, not being in the studios doing, you know, maybe some of them are just getting back to the studios or or some are still working from home, you know, trying to leverage yeah. these games. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think overall the event was pretty good. Um, I like what I saw with, with the next-gen games. Um, I'm excited to play Halo, um, State of Decay. That's another one that we saw. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a really exciting year as a gamer, especially if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, because literally will have new stuff to play constantly all the time and that's what i feel like they're gonna have the leg up on ps5 you're gonna be able to play all these games like what i was saying is i think that's why xbox series x might have the leg up on ps5 at launch because they have game pass like they have all those games that are available and in the library and the ones that are going the new ones that are going to launch day and day you know obviously we know halo infinite's going to be there uh so and you know there could be a couple other ones there psychonauts too whenever that one comes out and you know a couple other ones uh i don't know if the medium if that's coming out this year did they say there was this year or was that next year uh i couldn't remember i'm not sure about that i don't know if they were given that a release date but it's just you're gonna have all these games to be able to play, and with the backwards compatibility of you know just the Xbox systems alone, you, do, you just have all those options to play those games, and some of them could be like uh, 
the visuals will be upgraded, enhanced for the Series X, too. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. And yeah. speaking of playing, um, we have season of arrivals. It's in progress right now, and. Um, I'm curious, what are you guys currently playing in Destiny 2? Uh, currently, I'm trying to just level up my season pass so I could get Falling uh, Guillotine. And then probably after I do that, I'm going to hit up some of my friends to do that new dungeon. And maybe I'll get spicy and try some trials. Nice. Very cool, very cool. And I think Shadow Price is taking a little break from Destiny. I've been trying to get him to play, but he keeps saying he doesn't really want to play. So, so Shadow no, Price, why are you not playing Destiny? Um, It's not that I'm not playing Destiny. I'm not playing Destiny this week. I haven't been playing this week. There's, I feel like there's not nothing really new this week. This is kind of like a, you know, series that, you know, series X had their blowout this week. Obviously Bungie announced that they're partnering with uh, Microsoft for the game pass for beyond light to go to game pass, you know? So the new co content in the game is a little like, there's nothing too new this week. Uh, I want to play trials when it comes back around tomorrow. I would like to play trials. That's kind of like what I want to do in the game right now. I, I do enjoy the competitive nature. When I'm not playing trials, I'm playing like comp, um, solo comp, solo, uh, what is it? Sur survival freelance is what it's called. I'm usually playing that. Because I want to eventually get all the way to legend. Eventually, some point, I would like to get my um, not forgotten. So we'll see if I make it there before the end of this season. I mean, I, I got a lot of time because of the delay but i just also like i said earlier i want to play other games too i want to jump into halo i want to jump into some of those old halo campaigns and revisit those because some of the storytelling in those camp in those games are amazing and that's a lot of that's like you know bungie like old bungie obviously three of this is like the master chief collection you know but you know 343 basically stayed you know pretty true to those campaigns you know even in the upgraded visuals in the anniversary editions of halo 2 and and uh, halo combat evolved and also halo 3 I'll, I'll actually got enhanced too if i'm not mistaken for uh, master chief collection or at least it's running at 4k 60 and or before you can run it at 1440p in high frame rates which we have our 1440p monitors so and also, I want to play some of my Switch games. I have tons of Switch games. Uh, and I've been doing Ring Fit, like you said, Corn. You want to get into Ring Fit. I've been actually doing it um, at home. And that's been my workout routine lately oh, since yeah. all the gyms are closed. And I really enjoy it. It's really good. It's very, very cool. It actually works. You actually do feel it. There's awesome. a lot of really cool exercises in, in there. So... Yeah, I, I think for me, I've been focusing mostly on leveling up my character to 1060. Um, 
I've been leveling up my season pass because last season, I don't think I made it to season 100 on the season pass. So this season, I'm making more of an effort to do it. And it's ironic because now I have even more time to do it. I have till November. But, you know, lately I've been kind of grinding out. I've been trying to level up my character so I can play the dungeon. I got there. Uh, we beat the dungeon. Shout outs to Bushman Bob. Yep, shout out. Like scary. <laughs> but uh good guy, Bushman Bob from the Destiny Addicts podcast. And uh we had we had a lot of fun. And you know, just going through all of the raids, uh trying to get all my triumphs done for moments of triumph. I'm almost there. I think I have a few more things left to do in Gambit. Um, I have to play competitive crucible at some point, win trials matches. You know, just getting getting stuff done in Destiny so I can take a break and focus on other games. Because I do want to play other games, but first I want to get everything that I've been wanting to get done in Destiny. And now that I feel like the new raids are going to be coming, I want to level up all my characters so I'm ready to play the new raid. But also I want to make sure that, you know, I get all the drops before some of the activities get sunset yeah i'm with that so that's been, that's been my that's been my week in destiny so i've been playing quite a bit um not working out quite enough not gonna lie that hasn't been part of my <laughs> routine as much as i would like for it to be but you know what are you gonna do and uh, the next thing I'm I'm curious about is what are you excited about in Destiny over the next couple months? The story, how the how, how the pyramids are going to come and basically wipe change these planets and they're going to be removed from the game. How are they going to affect the Destiny universe going forward? You know, that's that's what I'm most excited about. I think yeah. Yeah, same. I, I can't wait to see, you know, exactly what what makes these uh destinations and planets like unavailable. Um you know, like do they blow up or are they just like, you know, occupied to where it's just unsafe to travel to anymore, you know. Uh it, and again, like uh who are the people behind like the pyramids or, you know, what like physical manifestation of them will we see? Like we saw it um, at the end of shadow keep at the trailer where it's like, it was just basically a mirror image of our guardian. Like, is it going to be like, you know, kind of like trippy and psychological? Like, yeah, I'm just super curious of how they're going to yeah. like reveal that to us whenever that'll be you know hopefully be in beyond light and i feel like they're gonna do a live event too like it's gonna kind of oh, yeah. culminate take an hour and a half to get to a resolution <laughs> i don't know they gotta delete four planets so you know i mean that could take That's some time man yeah that take might take an hour and a half a piece from what it sounds like possibly yeah <laughs> you might have to grab popcorn and dinner <laughs> It's going to be it's, a long They evening. did say it's going to be like no other time in Destiny. And that Vidoc last year. So, yeah. Nope, 
that you know that's what i'm that's what i'm most excited to see and and you know, i'm most yeah most interested in for sure definitely and lastly is there anything that you guys are planning on finishing up before the new season arrives in November? Um, I, th I th yeah, it. I guess uh, I'm not too tied with the the sunsetting stuff. I think it'll just it'll be a nice refresh for me. Um, personally, you want the new, new. You want new stuff, right? I, yeah, I just want new stuff. Like I don't want to like hold on to my stuff because it just doesn't matter. It's a gun inside of a video game. Like I understand that there's the the people that are angry about sunsetting only proves how well Bungie is making this world uh, feel personal to us. That's a good. And, that's a good uh, observation. It, because there's there's so many forms of expression in Destiny 2, and it, yeah, I just I just want new stuff. Like, might as well learn new things. Like, maybe I'll I'll become like a sidearm a sidearm addict. You know, come November, like who knows? Like, you know, I I, I for me personally, I, I guess I should be open to you know why they're sunsetting and what they're going to introduce to us. So, um, sorry, granted, I, I did not answer your question. I, I guess I'm just going to be finishing. Uh, I'll just grind raids, uh, try to get max light and, uh, get some trial wins and, uh, uh, get all the gear I've been, I've been hoping to get during the season. Yeah, same. I'm just gonna, we got a lot of time left before, Beyond Light launches, so I'll play periodically to get the max light and try to get to 5,500, see if I can make it happen this season because um, I have the extended time to do it. So, you know, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, we're getting Solstice event next month, so obviously I'll take part in that. You know, they got the European Aerial Zone coming back and how what exactly you have to do to get that armor this year around. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I'll definitely dip in for those things. And then Iron Banner when it comes around. Yeah, because it's pinnacle drops and it's easy. You just go out and play. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, um, I'm going to be definitely finishing up the activities that i need for my shadow title i'm definitely going to get that um i'm planning on farming some of the raid content in order to get some of the newer weapons and armor that have a newer refresh date so that's going to be a thing in my agenda for this season um beyond that maybe try to get my un unbroken title um i'm pretty close i need to hit legend one more time this season and then i will have that so maybe i'll do a push for that um other than that finish up my season pass and play moments of triumph and get ready for solstice of heroes i'm definitely going to play that and um yeah, I'm excited for 
the new events and leveling up my warlock and my titan i'm definitely going to level up all three of my characters getting ready for this fall so i feel like i have a lot to do i also want to finish up the uh um destiny 2 campaign before before it goes away i want to play through it again so that's going to be another thing in my to-do list lots to do this season lots to do yeah, that too. I, I, I'd like to do it one more time to go through that campaign because it's actually pretty good. And there's some really good cutscenes in that original Destiny 2 campaign. Yeah, yeah, I always enjoy Guardians. the cutscenes. So, Guardians, how about we talk a little bit about some Bungie news with This Week at Bungie. And we have not too much to share, but, you know, a few things. Uh, Bungie drew the line between light and dark. We got a new gameplay trailer. And uh, that was pretty exciting. We have a new time unlike any other where we get to step beyond the light. And Shadow Price, do you want to share what you saw in that video and what stuck out to you? Oh, just uh, all the stasis abilities. Everything that you're going to be able to do with stasis looks super, super cool. Uh, you can, like, create a platform. This is going to be good for you, Corn. You can create platforms with stasis and jump on the platforms. Like, almost like in Zelda when you... Uh, Breath of the Wild when you use your ability to create the ice blocks kind of like you know similar in a way that you're going to use your That's ability to create, create platforms it kind of actually felt like Zelda yeah it, it felt a little bit like Zelda where you can just freeze water yeah. and just freeze the environment I think that's pretty cool I think that's one thing that it was really exciting to see in that trailer yeah, and that is very Zelda-esque because you did that in old Zelda games too, not just like Breath of the Wild, but I'm talking way back in Link to the Past. Um, also, you cre create a wall of ice. That's pretty cool. You saw the hunter create a wall of ice, then jump over it, and then he shot ice ninja stars at the enemy and froze them. Why, why does that remind me of Mortal Kombat and Sub-Zero? I don't I don't know. It's freaking cool. There was a game there was a game that I played um back in the day. It was like a Mortal Kombat RPG and the levels were very linear. I believe it was called Shaolin Monks Zero, Zero Hour or like Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. Oh, the Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat. Okay, I remember what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, that trailer just reminded me of, like, playing through that as you go through the environment. You just, like, freeze everything around you. Cool. And one more thing. Do we think, like, this is a hypothetical and a possibility. Do we think that they're doing engine work? Things under the hood. Uh either evolving this engine or rewriting or working with a different engine to create some of this stuff because some of it looks insane. 
some of the particle effects and things like that. It's just, it looks like it's on another level. If you've watched the trailer. I think part of it has to do with um, the fact that next-gen consoles are coming out and they're able to leverage the power of more potent hardware with, you know, PCs and the next-generation consoles. I don't think that's how the game will look on Xbox and PS4. I doubt that it would look like that on Xbox One and PS4. But it will look like that on Series X and PS5. Yes, I think it's going to look like that on Xbox Series and X PC, and PS5. Obviously. Yeah, PC, depending on the power of your PC, but yes. We have very um, capable PCs, so we will be able to... They'll be. Yeah, we are on PC. IRL Guardian, what platform are you on? I know you mentioned Xbox. Uh, yeah, I play on uh, Xbox. Okay. Well, I do have an Xbox One X, and I'm planning on getting an Xbox Series X whenever that comes out. And, um, I mean, shit, man, at the very least, we should play some Destiny 1. Like, do you have Destiny 1 on Xbox? I do. Oh, dude, we're totally doing it. Oh, man. Dude, I I have my, like, all of the original stuff from back in the day. Like, uh, I have all the stuff. I have the beta emblem. I have the EV Tumblr um, Sparrow that you got for pre-ordering the second expansion. Oh, no way. Yep, I have that. Yep. Uh, do you remember Blacksmith Shader that you got? The only way to get that is, unless you paid some crazy amount of money on eBay, you had to pre-order a Call of Duty game on at GameStop. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know Blacksmith. about that. Yep. The coolest shader in the game. And I, I, once I got it, I was like so into it, I didn't take it off still to this day and it's been a minute it's been a while good time so we know that uh we got a really cool new trailer in destiny 2 today with uh some major announcements uh from xbox and bungie destiny 2 beyond light is coming to Game Pass Ultimate, very cool, very exciting. Uh, we're going to be getting a 4K60 version of Destiny 2 Beyond Light this November for the Xbox Series X. Do they mention anything about the game running in 4K60 on PS5? Yes, it's going to run in 4K60 on both PS5 okay, well, and Xbox Series X. Okay, well, that's good. They yeah, said, it's the same for both. Yeah, they said that back in June when they had the uh, uh, the reveal of uh, Beyond Light. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, that makes sense. And we talked about the xCloud compatibility with Android. We don't know anything about iOS, so I'm hoping that if it's not going to be available at launch, hopefully shortly thereafter. Um, we did learn about some interesting stuff. 
the Prophecy Dungeon is getting a developer deep dive on Tuesday, July 28th at 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Pacific? No, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to learn about the inspiration and motivation behind the Prophecy Dungeon. IRL Guardian, have you had a chance to play through the Prophecy Dungeon yet? I have not. Um, I'll probably hit up that um, friend of the group uh, that brought me through Garden to uh, definitely go through that because I can't wait to do that. Very cool. Well, definitely let us know what you think. Uh, we did get a chance to play through the Prophecy Dungeon. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun activity. You know, I mean, dude, who knows? It's a crazy time. Maybe Cornholio might go into a dungeon by himself once this season. Who knows what might happen? We have a lot of time between now and November, but. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this Tuesday, we'll get a chance to learn a lot more about the creative process behind creating this dungeon, and it looks really freaking cool. I think the mechanics are pretty pretty unique, pretty fun. And overall, I had a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil it for you, but Shadow Price, how many spicy tuna rolls would you give the new dungeon? Oh, I give it like oh, uh, I guess four and a half. It, it's it's really, really, really fun. It's there's got a lot of really cool environments, and uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much else about it, but it's just it's a lot of fun. No spoilers. No spoilers. Spoilers free. There we go. And the next thing we're gonna talk about is. The beaver has returned. Shadow Price, do you want to fill us in? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh it looks like there's been a lot of beaver errors in the game, and it's been identified by the Destiny dev team, and this is their findings. They said this past week, Valve identified hardware configuration issues with four relays in their Chicago, Virginia, Stockholm, and Dubai data centers. In each case, the affected relay was unable to send traffic to the one other relay in the same data center. If a connection to a peer went through both of those relays, then it would drop. Valve has fixed the configuration issues, and we have confirmed that the rate of disconnections in the affected areas has been reduced significantly. So that's good news. Um, It sucks if you were in those areas and were affected, but... It looks like they identified the issue and they uh, put forth the fixes. Yeah, well, that's good. It's always a welcoming thing. Fixing problems. It's always nice. Yeah. And we, we did briefly talk about this. The Destiny official cookbook is available now, both on Amazon and the Bungie store. And, um, yeah, you can pick it up. It's... Uh, Looks like a really interesting book with a lot of fun recipes. A really good spicy ramen recipe, too, from uh, a peek I saw in the book on Amazon. Yeah. 
And we have some more good news. If you have Twitch Prime, guess what? Twitch Prime is being extended. If you have Twitch Prime, you can go and get some bread. You can get the Tractor Cannon Exotic Weapon if you don't already have it. You can get the Machinist Grove Exotic Weapon Ornament. You can get the Shadow Trespass Exotic Ship. And boy, I'm going to butcher this name. The Cavalcade Legendary Sparrow. And all of these items are available on uh, Twitch Prime. Twitch.tv forward slash Prime, maybe? We'll post the link in the show notes. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. It's nice for them to continue that. And uh, other than that, um, I don't know. Was there anything else in the weekly update that you all want to talk about before we wrap things up? No, I think that trailer really said everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that trailer was pretty awesome. So on that note, we do have some closing thoughts. While the journey to Beyond Light has been extended, we're only one week closer. That leaves a lot of time to talk about how the next expansion will change the game, as well as what you'll accomplish between now and November. On that note, we do have a tradition on the show. Before we wrap things up and we rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update, or this week at Bungie, depending on if you're a beta boy or girl, and we're going to rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. So IRL Guardian, as our guest, do you want to kick things off? Sure. Uh, I th- I'm going to have to go with five. I mean, we got a trailer today, and that made me super happy. Oh, all right. I like it. And Shadow Price, what would you give this week's Bungie Weekly Update? Well, I actually had sushi tonight, so I'm already <laughs> happy um, before I even looked at the update. But because of the trailer and the cookbook and some of the cool stuff in it, I'm just going to go one point lower. It's still very good. I'll give it a four because I'm just in spicy tuna heaven right now. I'm going to say, hmm. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I think the trailer was awesome. It's really cool. And also the news about um, Xbox Game Pass, I think that was really good. The only thing that I'm going to take a half a point off on is the fact that if I purchased Destiny on Xbox and I have Game Pass for the next foreseeable future, you know, I, I think that's a bad practice. And I think that Bungie needs to be more considerate about these kind of situations and they need to do a better job to prevent that because ultimately you're screwing your consumer by creating situations like that. So I'm going to take away half a point just for that. Uh, So 4.5 spicy tuna rolls 
for Cornholio. And on that note, man, we had a really awesome show. And IRL Guardian, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight on the Destiny show. It was an absolute blast learning more about you and what you do and talking about so many awesome things in the world of video games and the world of Destiny. And before we let you go, um, we'd like to share with our audience where we can learn more about you and your content. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at IRL underscore Guardian, uh, Instagram IRL Guardian, YouTube uh, IRL Guardian, and like we talked about earlier in the show, uh, Patreon.com uh, backslash IRL Guardian. Awesome. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. I'm always saying, you know, retweeting random stuff from all everything in the video game world and music related to, because that's another one of my loves. And on here on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Very cool. And you can find the Destiny Show podcast on every major podcast platform. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and every platform you can think of. We have a website at destinyshow.com. We're live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. You can also find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find me at OMG Cornholio on the Twitter. And next week, Guardians, we have another exciting episode for you. And we have a very big announcement that we're going to be making next week. So make sure to stay tuned for that. We're joined by Man at Arms from the Destiny Unfiltered podcast. And we're going to be talking about more Destiny. We're going to be talking about the Prophecy Dungeon and so much more. So make sure to keep tuned in to the Destiny Show podcast. And thank you all for joining us tonight. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half-demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go. Finally moving again. <laughs>
do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud. Fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at FictionalIan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.